Anyway, nice to be company. It is odd, this radio thing. I was just sort of reminiscing. Sort of, I thought about it this morning. I climbed out of bed. Well, I didn't climb. I bounced. I'm a bit like Tigger in the morning. I don't bounce on my new mattress. And, and I had to write myself... I'm a bit like the Duchess of Pork. I had to, I've had to start writing down post-it notes of things to do, like crackers, boot of car, take in, gold. Because I went to Costco yesterday, and I bought Christmas crackers, and I bought mince pies. And when I got there, I looked at the Christmas crackers. Now, they're normal Christmas crackers, which they had three weeks ago, they've sold out of, which are the boxes of 12. They've now only got packs of eight, or the big boxes of 50. And I'm a bit dis- so I'm, I had to buy these other ones, but they, they, all their other stuff has gone. And they were even nicer. I mean, they were nice, but very good value. So anyway, so I, I saw these crackers, and I, I phoned up the producer, and I said, well, what do you want? What colour? You know, oh, I don't know, I don't know. Well, you know, make out your... Well, gold? Oh, I don't know what the colour scheme is. Silver? No, no. Anyway, anyway it was, you might as well have talked to the cat. Another story on that coming up later. If you've got a cat going to the vets, my God, you better have insurance. It's far too expensive, you know. It needs an operation. No, no, give it crutches. It'll walk, it'll walk, it'll be fine. And so I buy these crackers, and then, of course, me being me, I don't just buy one box of crackers, I buy three. So I bought them in all, all three, three colourways, just in case I get back home. She goes, silver, and I bought gold. So I had to buy it by the right crackers. So I do all of that, and I get all the way back home again. I thought, the reason I went all the way down to Costco in the first place was, A, to buy some Grey Goose vodka, and secondly, to buy some of these uh, aerosols that you plug into these things that every five minutes go, and shoots, you know, and I've got them all over the place. It comes of years of smoking, where I couldn't bear the smell of smoke. And so I've got these, uh, bathroom, kitchen, where have I got them? Two in the kitchen, strange enough, one in the hallway, and every time it's, but you, they use up loads of things, so I buy them in, in Costco, it's an awful lot easier. And then I wanted to get home to make sure that I picked up on what was going on with the BBC. And so I did watch all the lead-up, because they pre-record Question Time. Uh, most of the time... They, they try to do it as near to live as possible. On this particular occasion, they did it live. And I was looking at the people who were protesting. And it seems to me that they, it must be quite easy to get professional protesters together very quickly. Because there were people there with smoke bombs. I saw three people who had big flares which were belching out orange smoke. People were sort of, you know, attacking policemen. I think it's got nothing to do with the police. They're merely there to make sure that you don't go on to private property. You know, we do offer the right... Any other country that have shot people with water cannon. We just stand there and happily, you know, the policemen link arms and they rock backwards and forwards and all the rest of it. And then people get inside and then they start screaming and shouting. I'm thinking, you're not actually doing yourself any big favours here. Wait till he appears on question time and wait till he hangs himself. It's as simple as that. You know, by some of the things he will come up with, he didn't give straight answers. Came up with the fact that, you know, his father was in the RAF. And at one point, Dimbleby said, because I think he'd been attacked by Jack Straw, and he said, you remember, of course, he said, my father was in the RAF. He said, and served. He said, so I'm not a Nazi. He said, you remember, Jack Straw's father was in prison for being a conscientious objector. He decided he didn't want to fight the Nazis. So Dimbleby then says, well, what's that got to do with it? And he didn't have an answer. I thought, you know, people keep saying, they were saying, he's a really clever man. I saw no no evidence of being clever. I was quite grateful he was on there. Because, frankly, I don't know why people all of a sudden started booing. He's been around for ages. It's not like he's just sort of popped in. He's been out there for a long, long time. A million people voted. Nick Ferrari said on the television yesterday. He said, to be honest, he said, this has been building up for ages. And he said, this is the government's fault that it's got to this state. He said, because you ask people in this country, so what about immigration? Too many people coming in. You ask, you ask anybody on the street. A million people voted for the BNP. Unheard of. 
unheard of. So, quite clearly, the BBC, who can't be seen to be censoring somebody, put him on the television and just wait till he hangs himself. And he's now got more coverage. I tell you anything, if if I tell you nothing today, it'll be there will be certain people who will have been swayed by him last night who will now vote BMP. They'll be going, oh, right, he's saying what, you know, England should be for England, and we don't want this, the Ku Klux Klan are a nice people. Of course, he, I mean, the fact he's a Holocaust denier, well, didn't quite actually come up with that, but it's well well documented. I mean, he's a bigot, but he's not alone. There are millions of bigots. We're surrounded by bigots. Everybody's a bigot. So, in fact, if, if nothing else, there'll be a lot of people going, oh, do you know, perhaps what, what he says is, because you believe other politicians, why shouldn't certain people want to want to believe what he says? They say here, in the Express, make no mistake, he's Hitler's British heir. Well, there's far more dangerous people out there than somebody who's voted in, but a million people voted. A million people voted for him. And I'll tell you, next time round, I bet more people vote for him. I know that the majority of people will say, this is just ridiculous, you cannot have these racists on the television. Well, we've still got uh, Mr Chowdhury spouting all his vile hatred. And today, and this is a, it's a very interesting piece that was written by uh, Freddie Forsyth, who was talking about the, uh, the Muslim bombers. And he came up with, with, with quite an interesting fact, which I hadn't, hadn't actually thought about before. And he said, you've now got, in Pakistan, Muslim bombers blowing up Muslims. They don't actually care who they blow up. They're, they're quite indiscriminate. They go out there, these suicide bombers, and they just walk in. In this particular case, they went into classrooms where there were women being taught. Luckily, it was a holiday, so there weren't that many people there. And he said, and Freddie Forsyth writes in his column and says, what's interesting is if this was a Christian lunatic going round blowing up people, he would be denounced from every pulpit in the country. Every church would have its vicar saying, you know, we are, are not siding with this person at all, he's not Christian. And yet he said, where are all the Muslim leaders, where are all the mullahs, where are all the imams coming out saying this is wrong? He said, they don't say it. He said, you get one or two, but the rest of people don't. They, they do not say anything publicly. There's only one or two people you can find. And even when Nick Ferrari's had them on breakfast, it's, we've sort of gone round the houses a little bit. And you think nobody will come out directly and say, this is wrong, this has got to be stopped. Because you're never going to stop it. It's gone on for donkey's years. Anyway, we did watch on the television last night, because I reckon that was a ratings winner for Question Time. I reckon they'll have gone through the roof and that's, that's the sort of television we've got in this country. We've either got the X Factor with people who can't sing and who are dysfunctional, which gets huge audiences, or you've got a man who is loathed by 90% of the country, who is hated, who is put on by the BBC, and it gets a huge audience. That's what they're going to be looking for now. They're going to be looking for controversial people. If I came on air every morning and started effing and blinding all over the place, apart from that, I probably wouldn't last too long, but, um, but you do get... You know, people who go, oh, I remember years ago, we had a few shock jocks in radio. And they, and people were going, oh, so-and-so's a shock jock. I mean, I could name them, but I won't. And, to be honest with you, they all disappeared. Within a year, radio stations were going, I can't, this person just cost us money. Can't have that person on it. And yet they thought, because there were a few people in America being shock jocks and saying all this stuff... You know, we had that, uh, that, uh, that big fat bloke who was dropped from a radio station for calling a councillor a Nazi... They couldn't get rid of him fast enough. Quite rightly so, of course. Uh, we do have a gift for you this morning, apart from me, between now and seven, and the dreadful Fern Cotton. Uh, John Warrington will be in. No doubt. I wonder if he watched Question Time. Just a fraction late for me, but you'll, you'll see all the clips on, on YouTube, and it is the front page of every single newspaper, apart from the Daily Star, which sort of managed to shove Jordan in there as well. 
because the divorce is final. Thank the Lord. Perhaps we won't hear about that ever again. And I have got a gift for you. What, what is my gift for you today? It's only a Dell laptop. It's a Dell laptop. How cool is that? It can be yours by the end of the programme. Details I'll give you in a, in a few minutes' time. So if you haven't played a How Low before, this is one specially for you. And it's a lovely Dell laptop, and it, it, you don't have to keep it. You could sort of, uh, you could save it and give it away to somebody at, at Christmas time. Should be nice, wouldn't it? And don't say it's too early to start talking about Christmas, because it ain't. Because it's all out there. I know you've got to get through Halloween first. I really hate Halloween. I'm sure in little villages all around the country, they're actually going to start doing things like that. You know, it's... They're going to start going, we've got to do trick-or-treat. Of course, the only people who do trick-or-treat and have now shoved it over here are the Americans. Because I remember it popping up in E.T. And they were walking about and everybody thought that he was, he, he was a costume. And he wasn't a costume, he was E.T. He just, he walked around, it just made me laugh, actually. Just even thinking of the image, it just made me laugh. Uh, a bit like Fern Cotton last night on ITV2 in a new series called Fern Meets. And, um... And she meets different people. Uh, Peaches Geldof, total waste of space. Paris Hilton, who's sort of like a bit of an industry. And uh, people in her house who help her and do all this sort of stuff. And, and, it's, and it's, just, it's just madness. Madness. The worst person, the worst interviewer in the entire world, Fern Cotton. A woman who can only use the word wow and oh my god. You'd, you'd think she's never seen shoes before. She quite clearly doesn't mix with anybody who's got either a big house or any money at all, because everything amazed her. The fact that uh, Paris Hilton, on her front door, has a little camera, was the subject of great... She's got a camera on the front door, she said. Uh, do, do, do I ring, ring the bell or knock on the door? I thought, how stupid are you? You just... Well, put it this way. You've managed to make it through the electric gates up the drive, darling, so what do you reckon? Stand there? Why not blow the house up? No. Instead, she knocked on the door, and guess who opened the door? Paris Hilton. How cool was that? Standing there, with, this time without a dog in her hands. This time a little cat, who she'd rescued. So she's holding this little cat. This cat looked like it was about to take Fern Cotton's face off. Which would made the programme far more entertaining. And she goes in and she goes to this very average American house. Quite clearly, Fern is as thick as a brick. Because she goes into this house. This is an average house in America. You know, it really is average. It's got lots of nice rooms. She's quite clearly had an interior designer, and she hasn't done it herself, because Paris appears not to do anything at all. People do everything for her. Oh, I like that colour. Pink is my colour, because that is so girly. Do you think girly colour? She sort of likes sort of a slightly, slightly more intelligent version of Jordan, except Jordan's just a bit vile with it, whereas Paris Hilton is quite sweet and appears to love everybody, doesn't appear to do any drugs, and actually appears to have loads of sort of energy, and managed to go off to thing and just poses and dance, because she's earning 200,000 quid a night. Jordan has to dress up like a bloke to actually get noticed in the paper, and that's, that's how sad it is. But it, it was just the ignorance and the, the, the wow factor. Every other word was wow. I've never heard anybody so inarticulate as Fern Cotton. Everything. See, Paris at one time opens a... Bear in mind she gets sent everything for free. Hard has to buy anything. And she's got what looks like a jewellery shop. And Fern goes, oh, wow. How cool is that? You've got jewellery. And I thought, have you been out before? Unfortunately, poor old Fern was... And then Paris gave her one of her outfits to wear. Just pick it. She's got, like, a, a shop in there. Just pick out an outfit. Oh, that really suits you, goes Paris. Who's, who's quite sweet. You know, a little, little bit dipsy. But, I mean, she's quite sweet. And, uh, and so Fern tries it on and Paris says, do you want it? And Fern goes... Wow!
It was it's just, you know, for God's sake, give us some more words. Give us some more words, because at the moment it's dire. Quarter past five, headlines. The leader of the BNP was told he was completely disgusting by one member of the Question Time audience last night. Six protesters arrested and scuffled outside the TV centre have been bailed. It's the turn of delivery and collection staff to strike today as the second post-strike begins. And Robbie Williams will be given an outstanding contribution to music award at next year's Brits. He's currently in the middle of a comeback with a new single and album out. Contribution to music award, heavens above. It's like giving Hugh Broom an award for sort of, you know, <laughs> Absolutely. For, you know for, for services to drivers. Actually, <laughs> I'd, I'd back that one. <laughs> Thanks. Sorry about that. Outstanding contribution. <laughs> Just outstanding. To traffic flow. <laughs> uh, right, um, to Wembley, there's a burst of autumn... Again, looking forward to my Christmas wreath being made. Actually, I might have to swap uh, Old Whaley. He can make me a Christmas wreath as he goes wandering into the hundred-acre wood with Pooh, Piglet, Tigger and all the other people. I don't believe for a minute that he makes wreaths. I really don't. The one thing I... You think he does? I cannot see, for some reason, James Wells sitting there plaiting twigs. I don't know why. Just, I see him doing many things, but plaiting twigs ain't one of them. Going down there, a little basket over his arm, like Mrs. Tiggy Winkle, and oh look, some red berries here. We'll have them. Mm, they're nice. Oop. You know, <laughs> stuff. I could swap him for the crackers, though. They are nice crackers. Only eight in a box, isn't that odd? They obviously only think eight people come for dinner. It's a good number, admittedly, because you're right. Twelve is a bit too many, because twelve means that you get. Let me pull them twice. You know. So, but eight, I suppose. They must have worked that out, mustn't they? Anyway, did you... Uh, Steve, I did only manage, says Lynn, to watch half of Question Time and the odious Nick Griffin. To be honest, I became bored with his oily grin and nonsensical answers. Well, it, he's, he's, he's saying... He's, he's trying to get it all out, but the trouble is, because he's not really well-versed in politics and the way it works, and somebody says, so, did you say this? Did you, you know, are you a Holocaust denier? What I was saying, what, no, are, it's either, it's only a yes or no, it's not, there's no round the houses on it. Are you a Holocaust denier? He couldn't come up with a straight answer. So, you know, a little bit sad, really. Uh, Robbie Williams, well, I, I, I didn't quite get to grips with that. Robbie Williams, an outstanding contribution to Music Award at the Brits. Robbie, I, I'm sorry, Robbie Williams? Fat boy fat from Stoke. You know, the bloke with the drink problem he had, and uh, all these other things. A, a contribution to music, what contribution to music? What, the wide, bug-eyed look which sweats? What, what, you know, you can understand somebody like Paul McCartney, Cliff Richard, the Rolling Stones. Robbie Williams? Faded old has-been? I don't think so. He wrote one line, and down the waterfall. And that was it. It is a great contribution. He is the only bloke who gets his audience to sing the songs, mainly because he can't hit half the notes now. And that's a contribution to music... Don't ma- they must be so desperate at the Brits. Mind you, didn't they give it to Bob Geldof a few years back? Bob Geldof, who managed to con the British public into the fact that he'd had hits by bringing out a greatest hits album. As far as I remember, it was Rat Trap and Don't Like Mondays. Anybody else remember any more from the Boomtown? No, nothing. Two hit singles, and for this, he brought out a great... I think there was a box set. I couldn't believe it. I mean, I was just horrified by it. Anyway... Listen, here is my special offer to you today. It's my Christmas offer. Oh, incidentally, uh, I am with you over Christmas. I know Noreen was getting a bit panicky, but uh, don't worry. 
The management have decided... In fact, they actually sent me an email yesterday, because they won't phone, because the last time they phoned, they reversed the charges, and I wouldn't accept the call. And, and they said, listen, sit, this, this is what we were thinking. You know, let us know. Because they always offer you things, and then they go, how do you feel about that? And I always leave it a couple of days. You don't want to look too keen, do you? So I always leave it a couple of days. Uh, and then I go, yeah, I think that'll be all right. You know, and, and the money would be... <laughs> And they, they write back, forthcoming. And, and that's always, it's, that's nice, isn't it, really? That's it. So anyway, so yesterday, the boss sends me, and he's, 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 he's coloured it in as well, he does crayons and everything, and he'd written in to me, and, and he said, listen, this is what I proposed for over Christmas. And I went, that's OK. And he wrote back, good. So, and I'm, I'm not going to spoil it for you by telling you how many days I'm here over Christmas, but put it this way, everyone, OK? Um, so, so that's it. That's it. I should be here Christmas Eve... Christmas Day, not here Boxing Day, because we're going racing at Kempton. Uh, but then all the next week I'll be here doing breakfast between six and ten. So you get me for an extra hour each day. Plus there's going to be a, a compendium of in-conversations. There's a special three-hour which we're putting together now. I think this week it's Graham Cole. Is it Graham? It is Graham Cole. And uh, you know Graham... Now, he'll be on Sunday morning between 7 and 8. He was the one who, after 20 years on the bill, they finally went, um, don't kind of need you anymore. And he went, why? And they went, well, we just don't... Sit. We're sort of bringing in younger, cheap, cheaper character. That's what it is. It comes down to the fact that, for what Graham was probably earning, they can, they can stick in two terribly grateful actors who won't be half as good and you won't have any empathy with him. I always said you should keep people like Graham in there, in the same way that they keep certain characters in, in EastEnders, because they're the mainstay. You put in other characters around them and they wander off. It'd be like LBC. I mean, imagine LBC without Steve Allen or LBC without... Let me just ponder on that, just for a brief moment. LBC without Clive Bull. So you can't think of that. LBC without Nick Ferrari. It doesn't work. You've got to keep certain people, and you, then you, you drop in others around the outside. So I think they should have kept him. But anyway, he's brought out a fantastic book. Because he's done loads of other things. He's done all sorts of things. And he's also King Rat. This is last year, uh, of being King Rat for the Water Rats, which is this huge showbiz charity. Lots of famous people in it, as you know, because we've talked about it on the programme before. Include, yes, include, I'm not in it. I'm not actually in it. No, oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, I'm, I'm not a Water Rat. No, I'm, I'm invited to sit on top table. I've been invited to go sit top table. But, I mean, that's just, you know, people ask me to do that. I think they're just making up numbers. You know, can you come and sit on top table? OK. You know, we're having chicken. Whee! <laughs> Very exciting, you know. Not much use. Yes, exactly. Unless we have chicken, I'm not, I'm not going to it. And can we have trifle for pudding? No, it'll be profiteroles. I don't like profiteroles. I want trifle. <laughs> it'll be something interesting with a swirl of chocolate on it. I can always tell you. They always decorate the plate. Of course, I'm so mean, I lick the plates. Because I think if somebody's decorated it with chocolate, they've done it for a reason. They're not just doing it to sort of go, that's a pretty... I lick the plate. They're not getting my chocolate back again, I'm telling you. So, uh, so Graham Cole will be with us this Sunday morning between 7 and 8. He's such a nice guy. He really is. Knocked him sideways. You know, when somebody tells you, if you've been on programme, and, uh, and many people, if you see him, you probably think he's a policeman, because he looks like a policeman. You know, so he'll be telling us about his life between 7 and 8 on Sunday morning. My how low... It's a Dell laptop. It's dead easy. You can, you can win. You'll win this by 11 o'clock. No, by 11 o'clock. By 7 o'clock this morning. I keep thinking it's Sunday. Wishing the time away. Uh, so it finishes at 7am this morning. You've got an hour and uh, 33 minutes. It's really nice. It's packed full of features. 160 gigabytes of hard drive. Windows Vista. Wireless connectivity. 
person with the lowest unique bid will win. Last time we gave one away, I think it was 60 pence it went for. So they go low. OK, I'll bring the hammer down at seven this morning. And on this one, you text LBC. We're texting LBC on this one? Yeah, that's what I'm... Th- we had this before when I had one of my things. We, um... Normally, it sort of texts to my name, but this one says LBC, so I'll stick with LBC. Must be to be LBC. I'm sure it's been checked. OK, so it's LBC, the letters, then your bid in pence, and send that to treble eight two one. So, for example, to bid 61p, you text LBC, numbers 61, and send that to treble eight two one. Competition ends at 7am this morning. You must be over 16. Entries are limited. They cost just £1.50 plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. The fewest winning bids end in a three or a seven. The fewest winning bids. You remember that most were even numbers. The fewest winning bids end in a three or a seven. So if that helps you a little bit, good luck. So a nice Dell laptop. Somebody will win. Happy winners every day. Happy winners every day, especially on this programme. They seem to be happier, the winners on this programme. A bit more grateful, I suppose, we are, aren't we? We have to be. We'll have the racing news a little bit later on. And um, another one here. Uh, Steve, you've only been in broadcasting forever and you're only just surprised by it. Check your blood sugar. I know, it's, it's that that keeps me going for another year, you know. Amazing, isn't it? Other people come in and they don't last five minutes and they disappear off again. Me, 31 years, still hanging on to it. <laughs> uh, to get us away from politics, you have said, I know, you won't be going to Royal Variety because it's in Blackpool. I know, they've said Blackpool and I can't go there. You know what it's like, I can't do it. Uh, Peter Kay is presenting, which I'd quite like to see. And they've got Bette Midler and Whoopi Goldberg. They've also got diversity. Thank God I've got George Sampson. And, of course, that's where it started. I think you'll find that Variety started up in, in Blackpool. There's lots of legendary people who came from up there. It's just the place is ghastly. And they're going to do it in the Blackpool Opera House, which is lovely. So I'm, I'm, I'm sort of happy for them in their own little way. It's just that we normally go. We normally go. There's normally a little crowd of us go. You know, the Rose family and me and Darren. And so we make up a little party, and it's, it's always quite good. So this year we can't go. We didn't go when it went to Liverpool either. But uh, we'll not be going to it this year. And yet, I really would have wanted to see Peter Kay, but I can always turn on the telly. That's easy. LBC. Morning, everybody. 28 minutes to six. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast. Dee says, LBC without Steve Allen. I feel very... I feel quite faint at the very thought of it. She says, but I did watch... The, uh, the nasty little BNP creep saw three minutes on Sky News, exactly as I thought. Right load of old manure. Well, that's the trouble. I think he's been given far too much publicity. I, I don't mind him appearing on television, because the BBC can't start censoring people. You put him on there, let him dig his own grave, and then end of story. And that's it, I'm afraid. Uh, I'm also very pleased this morning, because I lost a fortune with my investments. Really? I did, John Warrington. I did. Because you know when, all of a sudden... The bank started collapsing and, yes. you know, the money markets and we're going into recession. Shares and things. Shares yeah. and stuff like that. Mm. And I've, I've got stuff in all sorts of little bits and pieces. And I was losing a fortune. Yes, in fact, it got worked. so bad, I didn't want to know because I seriously thought, if, if, if I worry about it, like a lot of you listening, I know that people lost money and then they panicked and they took out what little they had left. Whereas, in fact, what you're supposed to do... Is leave it. Is leave it and forget about it. And I... I didn't want to know what I had, because I knew what I had originally, and I thought, oh, it's, oh, it's going to make me feel too ill. Far too ill. I know, and you should leave them. And I, yeah. I, I thought, 
that as well, because I've got a few little shares. I haven't got no, very no. much, just a few shares. And Friends, Rupp and Tate. Not as much as that. Much no, it's what I've got. <laughs> I've got penny saving stamps. No, my, my grandmother, when she died, had little penny books. Yes. Little penny accounts. People paid in yeah. a penny. But anyway, so yesterday, I thought, I'd, I really need to know how much I've got at the moment. Just my own peace of mind. <laughs> so I phoned up my, my bank manager. I said, hello. So she said, hello. <laughs> and I said, I was just thinking the other day, I said, how much are my investments worth at the moment? Now, bearing in mind, I've had them in for a few years, but I know that people lost... And I was half expecting it to be... Really Disaster. Disastrous. Yeah. I'm £2,000 down on my original investments. Oh, that's not bad. It's picked... She said, even I'm surprised. She said, it's picked up phenomenally. And now we'll, we're heading onwards and upwards. But thank God I forgot about it. Yeah, and also, thank God you didn't take them out. Yeah. Because if you take them out when they're at their lowest... Well, she wouldn't have let me. Well, no, She's but I... quite strict. I, there was a point that I thought... So I just get rid of those. What's yeah. the point? What's no, the point? Leave them. Just cash them in. And I did cash them in. And uh, and I haven't got very many. And I checked mine, funny enough, yeah. on when I came back from Slovenia. And I just looked in the evening stand of what they were worth. And they've gone back up yeah. to what they were a, a year ago. It's all picked up, thank goodness. So, so it's getting much, much, much better. Yeah. So, But never, ever, they always say, if you've got money in investments, your ISAs or anything like that, don't take it out if it drops. They're supposed to be there long term. So Long I'm not going to worry yeah. about it Yeah, now. just forget about it. Yeah. You take them out when you really need them. I'll phone them today. <laughs> <laughs> so another trip to Costco should just about do that. Actually, I spent a lot of money in Costco, so I spent £205. It's not difficult, though, is it? Well, that's the most I've ever spent. Oh, I think I've spent more than... Have I've you? 140 I, I think. I bought three... Ooh, let me move that quietly. Three boxes of crackers. I bought four boxes of... Why three pies? boxes of crackers? Because those were the three colour ranges that they did. You can't take them on an aeroplane, by the way. What, crackers? No. no. I had no intention of taking them. Sure. I just drove home in the car. You were going to fly to sort of Switzerland <laughs> just to say, check your have investments. Some free, some free <laughs> crackers. Cracker. I bought four boxes of mince pies. Mm -hmm. These are the, the Glenfiddich ones. Oh, we like those, yes. Four bottles of Grey Goose vodka. For yourself? Presents. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's and quite expensive now, isn't it? Yes. Grey Goose vodka. 20 quid. Top end. Yeah, that's top end. Is it top end? Yeah, there's I've another one. I've drunk it before. There's another... Oh, it's good. Yeah. Uh, there's another one that's about £30. Is that? Yeah. I forget what that's called. Very expensive so, £30 vodka. Yeah, very, very expensive vodka. On, the kind of Amanda would drink, really. Yeah, I shouldn't think so. No? Not anymore. She's got to pay, pay the cat's she, bills. She looks like a £30 kind of girl. She's, she's had her, 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 her cat in for yes. an operation. Oh, that's a fortune. £900. Oh, I know, yeah. I've been there, done that. I said it'd be cheaper to get another cat make him into slippers, but, I mean, she wouldn't have it. <laughs> she apparently is an animal lover. <laughs> have some nice slippers, oh, I said. Do you know, £900. I mean, I'm not yep. surprised. It's private medicine. Vets make a... We used to have a vet... On LBC, I could tell you this now, actually. He used to come in, and I remember one of his uh, producers going down to his house one time, and I said, what's his house like? Always keen to find out what other people's houses mm. are like. And he said, well, he said, he opened the front door, and you looked all the way through the house to the back, he said, and down to the tennis courts or the swimming <laughs> pool. I said, he's only a vet. He said, yeah, but you don't find a poor vet. You don't get poor... Or dentists. Or dentists. Dentists are well, dentists well off. make a lot of money. Yeah, of money. well, provided they own the practice. Many practices yes. now are owned by accountants. Who, who are also rich. Who are rich because what they do is, and you and I could do it, we could actually put our money into a business, open up a shop, put in the chairs, mm. and bring in dentists and pay them something like 250 quid a day. Yeah. And then you make all the money. And they earn their money by selling on other services. Yes. Like 
cling. It's the yeah. hygienist, which is forty or fifty pound for twenty minutes. Look, That's where they make. Look, we got the mince pies. Look, we got the mince pies. Yay! With the, whiskey in. Their tongues are hanging out. I'll have one actually, if you don't mind. Really? Yeah, you can. Yeah, I love one. They're nice. These. You have to eat them quickly because Matthew Schofield loves mince pies. Does he? Well, I'm not going to eat As them all. As his hips testify. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to eat them all. Are you not? No, nice. just one. I want to know where you got the information that you called out earlier about Paris Hilton yep. earning £200,000 a night. That's what she said. Is that what well, she that, said? that's what they said on the programme, that they said here she is going to the, this, this nightclub in Las Vegas. Mm. And the truth of the matter is, the reason she's looking so happy, she's earning 200000 Just for turning again, up. Again, they made that, 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 um, that cardinal sin at the beginning of the programme, which is the myth put out that she's the heiress to the Hilton fortune. Well, they've just sold the group and she never got a penny piece. No, because she, she doesn't have to go out and work at all. Exactly. She much. works because she has to work. She absolutely gets gets nothing no. from the Paris, you know, from, from the from the Paris, from the Hilton family because they were so far down the line. So she's not an heiress. So she's just the all. name. It's just, she it's just has name. a name, but unfortunately, she needs to go and flog herself. And she does work quite hard. Oh, she does. Whereas Jordan's unpleasant and deeply vile. <laughs> Paris Hilton is just quite a, a cheery little soul wandering through life. Simple soul, Making I think. a couple of porno <laughs> films along the way. You know, like I think one with do. a bit of porn. No, but she did make them, didn't she? And I looked at her. She has a new boyfriend now. Another who, one? Yes. Yeah, so she's been going out with him for ten months. She was going out with the... Didn't she go out with the, the footballer? Yes. Who, went, who was at Manchester United and now is with really? Real Madrid. Who was that? R- Ronaldo. She went out with Ronaldo? She did, yes. There was a moment. No, not Fern Cotton. Paris Hilton did. Paris Hilton did, yeah. Really? Fern Cotton. Oh, no, I was yes, going to say, Fern... Are you sure? Yes, I d- Yes, it was well, well documented. I'm sorry, but nobody believes you, John. <laughs> it was well I'm sorry, documented. do you have photographic She evidence? had two or three dates with Ronaldo, and he was seen in going in and out of her house, on television. Well, I've been in and out of people's houses, but I'm not having But not hers and them. Ronaldo's. No, it is true, actually. We're actually going to check that out. Oh, yeah, no, seriously. Yeah, we'll did, check it out. And then we'll have to apologise in... to Ronaldo <laughs> for no. actually suggesting that he goes out with this old bag. Ronaldo's the lovely Portuguese, <laughs> the Portuguese boy, yes. isn't he? He worked, was with Manchester United, and then, listen to me, Mr Football, and then went to Real Madrid, and it was a big, how much is he going to get, and it was £70 million. Pounds. I know the story was. The story was that she was in a disco at a party. In L.A., that he was in it. L.A., and, and they, they went just out hooked for two up. nights. Yes, yes, you're right, actually. Yeah. They did just hook up, but I don't think... It was, I think it was a bit of a publicity thing. May well be, but they certainly had a couple of dates. You're right, because he, he was then, uh, I think he turned down romantic overtures from her. Yes, possibly. Did, yeah. Wasn't he very good friends with her sister as well? Might have been. Yeah. Might have but been. But they were very pally for a few days. Yes. Well, I'm, I'm very pally with people for a few days. And then Madrid called and he left. Yeah, he left. Yes. Yeah. I think it was in one of these private drinking things. You can see her bum. Where? Where am I looking? Yeah, I'm looking at the screen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, good Lord. Damn. <laughs> her bottom. Paris. The trouble is, you look at Paris Hilton. All I thought when she was walking around the house with Fern Cotton is, who's actually got the worst bleached hair? Because if you bleach your hair, mm. as Jim knows, it's, it goes very sort of dry and brittle, and you have to moisture. You have to load it with moisturiser to make it all soft and fluffy. And protein. Yes, and, and protein. And a lot of the Hollywood stars from years ago, their hair was loaded with glitter. They used to put fine glitter powder in their hair to make, make the hair shine. Mm. So every night when they got home, they had to brush their hair like mad to get rid of all the glittery stuff I still there. do that now. I'm, I'm the same. <laughs> Always. If, if only I didn't have to use copy decks to help this glue <laughs> stick to my head in the first place. But, uh, thank you. Oh, Steve's nice. super glue. Oh, there you go. There's, there's a picture of uh, 
He's not really very attractive, is he, Ronaldo? I don't think so. No. no. If you like that kind of thing, I suppose. He's always wearing... He's always being accused of being very gay because he wears the tightest little shorts and runs around Hollywood. Don't you remember all those pictures of him shopping? Yes. With a whole entourage of people. I'm like that. I wear very tight little shorts when I get in. Yeah, but fortunately you wear an overcoat over it. And a little tank top (laughs) showing a bit of bare midriff because I think it's attractive when you're slightly overweight. (laughs) Lovely. (laughs) Not. Okay, very quickly, some more of your uh, texts and uh, emails coming. I must mention the fact that it is final, and please God, we can put it to bed now. Um, uh, Jordan, I mean, you only have to look at her to realise what, what the word rough means, and uh, Peter Andrex have finished. Good. The divorce is finalised, now can we get on with our lives and forget about it. She looked as miserable as... Si- she's not attractive. And you see the other day, poor old Phil Turner had to put drag on because she said, let's all put drag on. Oh, and really? so she went out to sign copies of her book. And uh, as I say, if it, but it, I've, I've often said of Phil Turner, he will practically bend over backwards <laughs> and, uh, and probably has done to actually get himself the publicity because without Jordan, he gets no publicity at all. None whatsoever. And boyfriend. I thought that the, some of the shops were not going to sell her book over the Christmas because they said there's quite enough Jordan books on the market. Yeah. The funniest thing was she approached all the different fashion houses, Versace, Chanel, mm. D- every single one all turned her down. They didn't want anything to do with her. And she went snobs. I thought, no, dear, they think you're naff. <laughs> they don't want your, <laughs> they, they their don't couture want you. on your back. Yes, they don't want you to cheapen their, their clothes. It was bad enough with Daniela Westbrook and Burberry, thank you very much yes, indeed. Yes, she did to that poor Ruined Burberry. it. The Ex- pram, everything. Oh, Except, of course, she's, Paris Hilton would only have to wink at Versace or yes. one of those houses and the dress would arrive. Yes. Because she says dresses arrive, arrive every day. And Fern, Fern went... Wow, <laughs> and that's all. And that's all Fern did throughout Poor the whole show. Fern. Oh, she's as thick as a. Br- I didn't realise somebody took the Mickey out of her. She did backstage at the at the awards in Hollywood. It was the Oscars, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, she did. Like she did the Oscars and she the Brits the as well. The scene, she can't string two words together. I mean, all she does is wow. She's user friendly. She's thick. How does it feel to win an award? <laughs> and, and they go, well, so-and-so, wow. <laughs> and all she every time Paris Hilton opened another door, she went. Oh, wow. And, and I'm thinking, do you know, you know, you, you just look at her and you think, custard pie in the face for Miss Fern, <laughs> I'm afraid. She's a bore. She did get, well, she she did really well for herself because she interviewed Willills and Harry. They requested her, didn't they? Of course they did. They know we weren't going to get anything too <laughs> difficult. So you're like, you're like heirs to the throne. Wow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, and you like live in a big, a big house. Wow. Several. Several big houses. And your mother was like, she was like, a princess. Wow! (laughs) And that's all it was. I mean, you frankly want to sort of hold her down in a bucket of plaster of Paris, I'm afraid. It's just getting on my nerves. You're beginning to sound like a cat that needs an operation for £900 with the wows. £900. That's outrageous, isn't it? That's what I was just saying. I mean, how can they actually, you know, justify that? Because you go, it's only like this big a cat, isn't it? It's oh, not no. exactly going to take up an entire ambulance. It's private you know. health. Sorry? It's private health. If you yeah. go in for a private operation, it's not £900. Well, do it on the NHS, then. Why they can't they do it. it? You can take it to the PDSA. They, uh, they do it, you don't can, they? You can also take it to the Royal Veterinary College in Royal College Street, yeah. which is a, a, a practising hospital for vets. Yeah. And they do it for a much, much lower rate yes, than I think, yes. private vets. And the PDSA, the People's Dispensary for Sick Animals, they, they do things like that for people on low, low incomes, and mm. she's on low income, Very so she, low. she could go there. Now, she I, is? That's why you need to take out pet insurance. Yes, and the pet plan lady. The, yeah, she's uh, one of the. She's in the top five richest women in the world. Not surprised. <laughs> not I'm not surprised. I. And here's me because Mohammed Patel the other day and his bunch of crooked so and sos who go out staging accidents. I'm still waiting. Eleven months on now. Eleven months, and now 
the uh, Association of British Insurers have written to me via my uh, broker going, um, do you have an address or phone number for the man who crashed into you? This is 11 months on. I mean, you're dealing with a bunch of incompetent did he, nincompoops. Did he have insurance? No, no he didn't. He, he didn't. Was, he was Polish, didn't have insurance, but I took a photo of him. Oh, right, that doesn't help. Well, it does, Folk, because they've said, it? you know what he looks like, because you don't want somebody coming back going, oh, it was a young woman who was driving. No, it wasn't. It was a bald-headed bloke who didn't speak any English mm. and didn't realise until he took the side of my Bentley off, you know, what he'd done, because he was probably on his phone. Did you get your... You say you didn't get his registration number? Yes, I got... Oh, the, oh yeah, it's got all this. Boy. 11 months on, we're still waiting. Still waiting. And they haven't tracked him down yet? Well, they have. Mm. But, but they, 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 they've tracked down the company who owned the, the vehicle, and the, the company have said, oh, no, we were in the process of switching insurances. My, my advice to you, every time somebody has an accident with you, take a photograph. You've got them on your phone. Take a picture of the person involved and the car and as many things as you can. While they're writing something out, take a picture of them. Get as many pictures as possible, because I reckon there are thousands if not millions of drivers out there who arrive in the country or whatever, and they've got no, they just drive around with no insurance. Yes, I know. It's, it's shocking. And actually, it's, it's not necessary, because if you, even if you change insurance, yeah. your insurance company tells you, when do you want this to start? Mm. And you say, I'd like it to start immediately, please, and they start it immediately. Yeah. So if you go out there and have an accident, you're covered. But the con is, and this is where I'm, I've said this before, I'll mention very briefly on the pro- no, I'll tell you after the news headlines. Tell you after the news headlines. Much easier. <laughs> These are the stories. The BNP leader, Nick Griffin, was heckled and booed by the audience during his appearance on Question Time last night. Six people were arrested outside TV centre during anti-fascist protests. Figures out later are expected to show the recession is over and that the economy's had its first period of growth since April of last year. And postal workers are starting a second day of strikes. Up to 78,000 delivery and collection staff are expected to walk out today in the row over modernisation. Here he is, with the travel for you. Lovely Hugh Broom. Thank you very much, Steve Allen. Uh, if you are heading... 7.3. Morning, everybody. I was just, uh, just before the news, I was saying to you, and incidentally, it's nice to have your company. It's LBC, it's Steve Allen's early breakfast. <laughs> Ten to six. And uh, I was going like that because it's a bit cold this morning. A little bit chilly. cold? Well, I've I, I got my winter warm. I think it's on. warm. I do? Mm. I don't know. In fact, I, I'd like it to be colder. Generally is by the time I get home. It's got chilly in the afternoon. Anyway, the, the, the latest scam is people who pay their insurance monthly. What they do is they send off to the insurance company and they say, yes, I'll, 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 I'll take out the insurance, you know, £38 a month. Yeah. The insurance certificate comes back mm. for the year and then they, they stop paying. They only pay a month. So what they've done, effectively, they've got, uh, I don't need the insurance anymore. So they just write and cancel it. They cancel the standing order. But they've got an insurance certificate for a year. To produce. So, to produce. Now, only when the police phone up and check on the central computer do they know that they've got no insurance. But when somebody produces an insurance certificate, you go, oh, he's got insurance. Yeah. So that, that's what that's the latest... That's a good scam, isn't quite it? quite a good scam, actually. goes on a lot. Um, Don't forget we've got a how low this morning. It's the Dell laptop. Finishes at seven. It's a quickie. It's a two-hour quickie. God, when was the last time you heard that? It's a Dell laptop with... Um, 160 gigabytes of hard drive, Windows Vista, wireless connectivity. Can be yours. It'll go cheap. It'll go cheap. Hammer comes down 7am this morning. To play, you text LBC, then your bid in pence, and then you send that to treble eight two one. So it's LBC, your bid in pence, and send that into treble eight two one. Remember, you're looking for the lowest unique bid. The last one we had went for, um, I think, about 60 pence, something like that. They have gone as low as 2p before. Competition ends at 7am. You must be over 16. 
Entries are limited and will cost you £1.50 plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. There is a story in the mirror today that Mick uh, drew my attention to, but I had already highlighted it, of a kid who goes into a 99-pence store and he buys a packet of Haribo wine gums for mm-hmm. 99p. They're lovely. He walks out, the shop assistant chases him down the road. Back, 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 back in the store, give me back the wine gums, here's your 99p. Why? Because it came up on the till, nobody under 16 to be served these because they're alcoholic. Now, I don't want to say that in this particular branch, which I think is in Wisbeach, they are particularly stupid, but to be honest with you, wine gums don't actually contain wine. No, they don't. So, anyway, so they've now given him a voucher, and so they should do. But it's in most papers today, so in fact the resultant publicity for a 99p store and the new one that's just opened is, of course, well worth giving this poor little child... A 99p voucher? A 99p voucher <laughs> for, some, for some cheap wine gums. I love wine gums. But they are stupid. Somebody in the other day, can you believe this, in a Marks & Spencer store, a woman buys a birthday card, she goes to the till, and the woman goes, well, thank you, I think you're over 18, aren't you? And the woman goes, yeah... Why? And she goes, it's got a picture of a wine glass and a wine bottle on the front. I'm just checking you are over 18. No. Seriously. Oh, we're going mad in this country. Seriously, we've gone balmy. Balmy bonkers. Absolutely balmy. I know. I mean, you you cannot believe that, can you? We had something else the other day. A woman with her daughter at checkout, and she buys wine. Mother goes through, buys the wine and the groceries and all the rest of it. And the shop assistant goes, no, she's not allowed to carry it. I'm not serving it to you because you're going to let her carry the wine. So they stopped her serving it. And the supermarket said, well, the, the checkout operator was acting with discretion. Yeah, also, there was a similar incident where a match, they refused to serve a man yeah. a bottle of whiskey in a supermarket. He was with his daughter. They said, I'm not serving you that whiskey, sir, because you're with a minor and you might give it to her when you go leave yes. the store. Yes. Oh, come on. Well, that's they, ridiculous. Well, that's what they actually think. That's like me coming through with a load of dog food in my basket with a child and them saying, you can't buy that dog food because you might make her eat it when you get home. It's the same principle. Is it? Yes. Well, Isn't it? You don't have a daughter. <laughs> no, I don't, but if I, I had a minor... You've got a dog either. Why would you be buying dog food? I might. I might have a dog and a daughter by now. I haven't got a dog. You haven't seen me for a week. Have you bought much dog food over the years? Which one are you buying? I could win a lot. Always win a lot. I'm hoping to win a lot tonight on the lottery. you're not doing that again, It's 54 million. Well, you see, if you were Ant and Deck, who took a little pay cut, and now on 10 million each, you wouldn't have to do that lottery tonight, would you? I bet they don't go out and buy I'd that like to win ticket. 54 minutes. I'd like them to phone me tomorrow and go, hello, Steve. <laughs> I go, hello. They go, April Fool, and put the phone down. <laughs> well, 54 million <laughs> yeah. is... A lot of money. Too much money. No, do you know, I thought that driving back from Reading the other day. I was driving back thinking, right, by the time I bought the house and I'd given away to various people, and you're going to get a tenner whether you like it or not, don't thank me now. <laughs> as much as that. Well, I'm na- now I know you've got a dog. I might buy you a case of dog food, but anyway. And, <laughs> and then I thought, by the time you bought how much money do you need... In the bank. By the time you bought your house, your car, the trouble is, bearing in mind all your running costs have got up, how much do you need in the bank to live for the rest of your life? Ten million would be enough. Ten. Max, so, so what, yeah. Oh, right, OK. Ten million's enough. Okay. As long as you're not mad, yeah. you know, madly crazy. You couldn't live for the rest of your life on a million? No, not on a million. Oh, not on a million pounds you wouldn't. No, oh. definitely not. A million pounds interest would be under ten thousand a year. No, you couldn't. You couldn't... Oh, yeah, but that, that's different. You, you, but you couldn't live... 
No, you couldn't. On a million pounds for the rest you of your life. No, no, you could. Well, you couldn't, you couldn't retire with a million pounds. No, you couldn't, bank, no. But it would certainly clear all your debts and all of that kind of thing, yeah. wouldn't it? All your bits and bobs that you owe, your mortgage and stuff like yeah. that. If you weren't prepared, if you, if you were prepared... I'm not taking not... a cut in salary for anybody. If they think I'm going to go out with under a million a year, <laughs> Look, think Ant, again. Ant and Deck took a pay, a pay in... Yeah, cut. but they're simple northerners. They live very simply out of a cardboard box. Oh, yeah, but they're, they've probably they're... got a Caligas cooker in the kitchen. <laughs> Do you think so? Probably. They own they Next door to each other. No, they don't anymore. Are you sure? Uh, they moved, didn't they? No, they're, they're still there. No, no, down at Chiswick. Yeah, but they, they, they. What happened was they used to live next door to each other. Then one of them got married, and he moved to the house, but it's only a couple of streets away. And now the other one is buying the house next door to them, so they will again. And they do it. He's doing it up. Oh, they're right. doing the house next door up, so that the other one, whichever one it was. Yes, well, what, one the stocky got married. one got married, didn't he? Does Deck is Deck on the left? Ants on no the right? No idea. What? And Ant McPartland is the one who got married. Okay, so he's the the stockier one. No, not he's, the one he, with the dark hair. The other one. No, he's he's the one with the dark hair. No, the yes, little one's got he, yes, dark he is. Hair. No, it's it's Ant Ant McPartland is the thin one who's just got married with the dark hair, and Declan is the little one who's the slightly podgy one with the balding hair. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. say he's podgy. All right, he's not podgy then, but I mean, he's the other one. He, he's he's the fairer-haired out of the two. Yeah, the better-looking one out of the two. Well, yes, I mean, yes, I suppose you could say that. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. a matter of taste, isn't it? Really, whether yeah. he's better-looking or not. But yes, but he is definitely a man who buys dog food for a non-existent <laughs> dog. I I rest my case, Your Honour, <laughs> and daughter who and he hasn't takes got either. Stray stray miners through supermarket. Games. Exactly. I mean, they look ridiculous with those hats on the helmets and everything else, <laughs> don't they? Going through there. Uh, Steve, will you be going to see Melanie C as Mrs Johnston in Blood Brothers? Says D because she's moving in as is Mrs she? Johnston. She is. Yeah, well, I think it's she's a good in. Role. It's a good role. It is a very good role. It's good. It's a good play. I mean, it, Blood Brothers is fantastic. I've seen it twice, I think. Isn't there a quote from you outside them? Yes. It used to say, Steve, it just says LBC at the moment. Oh, does it? You'll soon have, have that changed. rectify that. I've got a rubber you can borrow. <laughs> uh, Craig from Basildon. Uh, me and the wife went to, to Tesco, went to buy some wine. They wouldn't serve us. So we, we went elsewhere. Why wouldn't they serve them? I don't know. Perhaps they didn't look old yeah. enough. Uh, Stuart says, police, uh, police cars are equipped with computer that has the up-to-date insurance details. Oh, they're all over the place now because it's been centralised. Everything is on the computer. And in fact, from next year, you're going to have to do your tax online and everything. They will own, they will, they're going paperless. I always do my tax online. Do you? Mm. Um, well, I'm, I'm going to have to do my VAT online and everything. It's just yes, that's very well. Actually, as a company, we have to do ours online for any minute Oh, now. do you? Mm. Oh, I don't I like it I won't do it, though. can do that. Gary and Epping is off to Mauritius tomorrow morning. Oh, He has lovely. got the podcast to listen to, which is good news. Ah, oh, Mauritius is stunning. And uh, some people only get £200 a week wages in the real world. I know. Good God, who? Of course who, who only gets a £200 a week? People earn Poor people earn £200 or less. What, £200 a week? Who's that? I, only, I don't get much more than that. What, £200? Yes, I'm on that, roughly. And a minute. Roughly. A minute. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, in fact, like you could Paris live your life out on a million. Well, you wouldn't. That's the whole point of winning a million. Because everybody who wins it, they, they go out and spend... They want the house, they want the car. Yeah, but people do spend it because by the very nature of you won a million, people go, well, what have you done? Actually, I'm, I'm still going down to the allotment every week, digging up my vegetables. Oh, get a grip on yourself. These people should be taken out and shot. They're wasting our space. I'm sorry, what do you enter the lottery for? To win money, to change your life. So when you get people going, it's not going to change me, give it back. Give it back. 
Nothing worse with people with cats in the blooming vets who are moaning and mithering on about £200 here and a million pounds there. It's ridiculous. You imagine what Christmas is like. It must be like Christmas at the Brooms, we were saying the other day. Christmas at the people Brooms. People fighting over a chicken drumstick. Eight of them last year. One drumstick. I ask you. No, no Christmas tree. They just went out and looked at something in the forest. It's LBC. Boss, do I have to go and stock up again? Yes, boy. Point three. Seven minutes past six. Nice to have your company. Catherine says, I'll definitely adopt a tree for Christmas. She says, also, the vets may have nice houses, but veterinary nurses are paid very little. I know, because they're... It's like, it's like the junior assistant in a hairdressing salon, you know. Uh, Mary will wash your hair. Yes. Mary turns out to be really Brian. And, uh, and so you go over there and brush, washes your hair for very little money. Yes, and yeah, that's why you give you her a get... tip. Yes. To wash your hair. Yeah, you always I... hope that they actually get it, don't you? Oh, no, you do. You give it to them. Yeah. You don't give it to someone else. No, but um, I'm not sure whether they're supposed to put it into a pot, no, I think. they would have their own pot. Oh, would they'd they? only be on minimum wage. They're only right. trainee, aren't they? Craig says the reason they didn't serve us in Tesco is because they wanted proof of age from both of us. How lovely to look underage. Although, uh, problems, I should imagine. Rob says, I saw a poster advertising Phil Jupiter's as Edna in Hairspray. What happened to Brian Connolly? Well, Brian was only in for a short while. He might go back in on... Uh, tour, I think, but he's uh, he's off to do pantomime. So that's it. Would the 99p store have a licence, even if the wine gums did have booze in them? I don't well, know, actually. They'd have to have a licence to sell yeah. them if they had alcohol in them, but they haven't. No, they they, they, I don't know why they're called wine gums. I don't know, but they're lovely. Maybe they make you wine Oh, so I never liked them. I used to like, and I, I mean, I haven't eaten them for years now, Mel- Newberry Fruits. Newberry Fruits, Which had yeah. those... That liquid centre. Sausage, but lots of sugar. I used to love that. See what the state you're in now? Yes, exactly. <laughs> All those new briefs. <laughs> those. Uh, very quickly in the, in the papers today, some of the stories, apart from the BNP um, boss who was on television last night, who I think has had more than enough coverage at the moment, although an interesting example of people. I mean, who next, I ask myself? Ku Klux Klan, given their own reality show? Well, yes. Excepting there's just one thing. We do mm. live in a country with freedom of speech, so everybody yes. is entitled to Don't we just? Sto- stadium, so... That's the only one one thing you can't knock the BBC for. Mm. But I'll tell you a little sad story. Did you see that the seven-foot-long blue whale that washed up on the beach in California? Seven-foot-long, beautiful blue whale. It's not very big, is it? Seven feet? Seven foot it's not very long. big for a blue whale. It's the biggest it's creature in the world. Sorry, Se- 70 foot. I was going to say, seven feet? That's seven only just a bit taller big. than me. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. It's one foot, one foot four taller than you. <laughs> the 70 foot whale, was, uh, they reckon, was killed by a ship. Was hit. Could have been hit. Yeah, by a ship. And it Sometimes their, their sonar goes off, doesn't it? I think that's Probably really you get sad. whales that beach themselves. Oh, well, yes, if they can't get enough oxygen or something yeah, like that. Yeah, they, they get a whole... A whole Whoosh, and they land up on the beach. What's it called? It? Is it a pond or a school? No, what is it called? A pod. A I pod? think a pod, a yes. A pod of whales? A pod of whales. I think they then sure? beach them. Sh- they, uh, they beach themselves. Do they? Yeah, they do. I think they're beautiful creatures. They are lovely. That wonderful shot in that David Attenborough programme. With the size of it. Oh! oh. It took them months to track it, then they yeah. found it, and there it was in the Pacific Ocean. Just, they're delicious. Just loving up. Lovely to look present, actually. Oh, yeah. That's for you. It'll cost me, I can tell. Oh, that's nice. What that's a Slovenian Christmas. One for you, Meredith. All right. That's a it's Slovenian. It's a pound. Give him a pound. It wasn't a pound. pound. It was more than a pound. Oh, it's lovely. More than a pound. And it was in euros anyway. All right. It's and a- they are a Slovenian Christmas decoration. Right. Yeah, I want lovely. that on your tree that yes. you're going to decorate. In the middle of the countryside. Smiley Santa Claus. Is that what it is? Yeah. 
Mine's with not wings. Oh, it is Santa Claus. You're quite it right, is. actually. Santa it is Santa Claus smiling. with wings. It is, actually. I had to look at it. I wasn't too sure whether it was somebody <laughs> being held up by somebody with a shotgun. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what it looks like. Talking about that, did you see all the pictures this morning on, on the news? Everyone's going to wake up to see this is the main story of the day about the drug raid that happened in America uh, last night. No. Did you, have you not seen this? No. You're kidding. It's from the coast to coast of America, from California to Atlanta. They really? raided thousands and thousands of homes really? and broke up the biggest Mexican drug cartel that had been operating in America for years. Good Lord. They found something like £30 million worth of drugs. Because they were apparently... Some years ago, somebody said that the Mexicans were shoving it into pipelines. Yeah. And the pipelines were sort of... were actually taking it around the country. It was, it was quite clever. The, the, the government put in the pipelines and they were getting into the pipelines and putting the stuff through there. Well, when you watch the news later and you see yeah. the pictures and they, there was one house where they were doing uh, crystal meth which is a big drug, very big drug in America. It? It's very, very addictive, crystal. Oh, I had a curly-whirly once. Is that the same kind of thing? <laughs> it is. Crystal meth. It's, it sounds a bit like a new girl's doll, doesn't <laughs> it? Does, it does, doesn't it? This year's crystal meth. Let me assure you, Take it's not a nice thing at all. No, it's just the one they smoke. It's extremely addictive. And people so take it in a crystallised form. Yeah. But they had one thing, and it was so dangerous, this ordinary suburban house just outside Atlanta. You see the pictures. Uh, this beautiful, beautiful house. And they had to send robots in to make sure that the house was steady so that the robots could film what was in there to come out because it could just explode. Yeah. And it was a normal house in a normal street. I'm sure it's not happening in Muswell Hill. What was that? The uh, scientists have now revealed how to make the perfect gravy. Uh, I revealed this some time ago. You go to M&S and you just buy it or you get uh, in a packet. Granules, you get gravy granules water. and sprinkle on hot water. It's very easy. But they've said here the Royal Society of Chemistry... Mm found the ideal mix was juice from a beef joint and leftover water from boiled cabbage. Now, my mother used to do that yeah. years ago. She would take the joint out, there'd be all the juices in the bottom, mm. she would add the water from the vegetables, a little bit of Bisto, stir it up, hence mm. gravy. And hey presto. Yeah. Lovely gravy. Not difficult, is it? Not really. It's very, very simple. Not much use in the broom household, though, as I say, eight of them fighting over a chicken drumstick. You know why I've decided that, why they're like that, is because... They, I think they get very attached to those farmyard animals, and they don't want to. No, they don't. Them up and eat no, them. they really don't. They give them names. Well, they, they Daisy I mean, some the cow of them, yeah. things like that, and I think that they just sheep can't are stupid, though, it. aren't they? I remember seeing sheep on the television once, and I remember thinking they are dumb, you know. They are pretty though. They are yes. sheep in a field. Sheep very in a pretty. field. Very, How very nice. Pretty. Uh, the sun this morning. Uh, the front headline is when Auntie met Nazi. Nick Griffin booed. Um, mainly because he was just ill-prepared. You know, he, 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 it, it isn't like he's not elected. A million people voted for this man. Yes. You know, just because the majority of people don't like what he's saying. I think you'll find from Nick Ferrari after seven this morning, he'll be saying exactly the same thing. He should have been put on there because he can hang himself. Yes. And I think he did it quite successfully. Mind you, I didn't think any of them were much good, to be honest with you. I didn't watch the programme. It was on too late. Which is a bit late. But, they, but why they can't put it on earlier? I've got no idea. It's recorded earlier. Because put it on earlier for it's us. It's the grown-up programme. Yes. They're putting... Did you see the thing about the, Strictly? The, they're moving Strictly, the yes. time? Because their audience figures are absolutely atrocious. Well, they, they put it down to two things. They've said either it's to accommodate John Culshaw's new show... Yes. ...or it's because of the backlash over Tony Beak and his P-word. Because I think the British public have fallen out of love very quickly with Anton Dubeck. Yes. I think people look at him now and see him as this simpering, revolting, unapologetic man who's quite clearly a bit stupid and not very pleasant. And but I think the British public have gone, not going to watch it. And the figures have fallen off. The fi figures have fallen off. And also they say that as the contestants leave, the show will get shorter. Well, that's interesting, because it doesn't get shorter on the, 
on uh, X Factor, does it? It stays no. the same length of time, and their contestants go out every week, and they just make the show bigger. The content of the show increases. You know, they'll be singing two songs. Well, this weekend, though, we've got um, the big bag, big band sound on the X Factor, which I think would be very exciting. I can't wait to see what the twins are going to do with a big orchestra behind them. Collapse Probably the, just be as fall into the drums, I would think. Oh, so be like the sooner we get rid of this pair of idiots, the better. I'll be so much happy. It's a complete mockery of a competition, but they get publicity. Quarter past six. News headlines: Matthew Schofield, Nick Griffins describe gay people as seven. LBC ninety-seven point three. Morning, everybody. 18 minutes past six. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast. Don't forget my how low. It's the Dell laptop. You'll win this just after news at seven this morning. In the how low. So it's a, it's a quickie, as they say. person with the lowest unique bid will win. It's got 160 gigabytes of hard drive, Windows Vista, and it's already packed with the wireless connectivity gizmos and stuff like that. So the person with the lowest unique bid will win. That's the lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. They go low. They go low. To play, you text LBC, then your bid in pence, and send that to treble eight. Two one. So to bid, say, £1.36, you text LBC136, and then you send that to treble eight two one. Competition ends at 7am this morning. Go on, give it a whirl. Must be over 16. Entries are limited and cost £1.50, plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. Thank you to uh, Bryn and Annie for sending all the lovely little things, which always put a smile on my face. And to Doreen who recently travelled in a coach from Victoria to Brighton with a chap who seemed to sleep throughout the journey, but, like you, knew every turn in the road and woke up as soon as it pulled into the coach station. See, I do that. Not I can drive. tell. Sorry? Not you drive. No, not when I'm... No, I've, I have nearly fallen asleep at the wheel, actually. Very dangerous. It is very dangerous. Uh, Warren says uh, they've got a big band blitz on Saturday the 7th of November at uh, York House mm. in Twickenham, and it's part of their 70th anniversary of World War II. Doors open 6.30. Uh, the tickets are only £17.50. You can dance the night away, 1940s style. Fabulous. Which is good. You can dress up for that. And uh, they've got a host of showbiz guests performing, headed by uh, Nigel Planer. There'll be uh, an air raid warning, celebrity raffle draw taking place. And you can get uh, tickets uh, from the Museum of Richmond or from Executive Mortgages on London Road in Twickenham. OK, so... Um, Sounds like a lovely night that out. That's like a nice night out, actually. Saturday the 7th of November, 7.30, doors open 6.30, and it's the big band blitz. Well, I'm sure there'll be lots of fireworks going off at the same time, because it's the Saturday after bonfire night, isn't it? Oh, it is, isn't yes, it? Yes, there'll be fireworks. D- Dame Vera Lynn has donated a signed copy of her autobiography. How lovely. That's and nice. she's launched the Poppy Appeal yesterday. Yes, and we've I got my poppies first here. Poppy. I saw, well, I saw them downstairs in our well, I haven't bought reception. one yet. No, but I did see my first poppy at Stansted Airport the other day. I oh, thought, yeah. oh, poppy, it's coming up to that day. I've got to think, because I've always said that the uh, the best thing to go to is the Festival of Remembrance at the Royal Albert Hall, which, which I think I'm going was, to this year. You did that last year, didn't you? Yeah. And all the poppies come out. Yeah. There. Twice oh. they do it. It's, it's, it's like a, they have to sweep it all up and then do the second performance. Yeah, absolutely wonderful. I'm sure Very that clever. is absolutely astonishing. In fact, I'll t- talking about that period of time and that sort of mm. thing, I did this for you last night. This I, I copied this. God. Uh, because you'll really like this. And there was a programme, it was on BBC Four. I know that's a bit highbrow for you, but, you know, you'll get... Certainly never even heard of it. <laughs> no idea what it is. And it was a pro- <laughs> it's a programme that followed... It was all about Britain, London and Britain, in the 1930s, leading up to the war, mm. and what life was like. The introduction of the vacuum cleaner, 
talking about HP and how everybody wanted a new sofa, the stores that opened up, people buying their very first houses. It is absolutely fantastic, this yeah. programme. And if anybody catches it, I'm sure it's repeated again. It's called... It's on a, a BBC 4, and it's a documentary... <laughs> Whatever. For, we, don't, uh, we don't plug BBC about programs. But you do if it's good. No, we don't. People will like it. <laughs> people will like it. It is a very good programme, honestly. Right. It's quite interesting how they... Uh, when they brought out the very first vacuum cleaner, mm. and they had a woman on there, and she used to be... Um, she was one of those people that worked at a place like the Ideal Home Exhibition, mm. which, when it originally started... I used started, to like those. I remember going to the Boys and Girls Exhibition at Earl's Court, but they don't do those anymore. No, I think don't. because kids moved on now, they'd rather go out mugging. You know, it's a shame, really. We just wanted a plastic snake. She was trying to shame. sell electric cookers, and she used to go into people's homes yeah. and demonstrate how well, to use did. it. And cook at the vacuum salesman used to knock on your door, and he would demonstrate it. He'd put, I remember him coming into our house, and he put a load of rubbish down on the floor. <laughs> And I thought, what are you doing? And then he'd get his vacuum cleaner out and go... And it worked. And he bought one. It wasn't vacuuming. He just made that noise. (laughs) I think he had something to matter with his throat or something. Like that. I think he's going to (laughs) die. But you did one, didn't you? No, we didn't. We, no, my mother never bought anything at the door. She had a U-bank clean at one of the. She did have a U-bank, sweepers. yeah, she did, because that was sort of it was quite hard work. U-banks, and yeah. sometimes you you take your rugs out, put them on the line, and beat them <laughs> to beat the dust out of them. Obviously, I mean, she never mistook seen you rug- for a rug a few people times. People did that. I remember mm. seeing rugs over lines and people thwacking them with these like broom type things. Uh, is John swimming after the show? Says Noreen. Unfortunately, not today. No, not today, because I have to go. St- I'm going to work. Oh, right. But if I had, wasn't going to work, wasn't I would certainly swim. And last oh, Friday, God. I swam 36 lengths of the pool mm. after the programme. pool's only two foot long, I have to tell you. It's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a paddling it's, pool. It's a puddle, <laughs> OK? It's not even, not even a pool at all. It's, uh, it's a puddle. Coming up with, uh, with Nick Ferrari this morning, in the light of the BNP programme last night, uh, the paper reviewer is Ken Livingston, former mayor of uh, London. They're, they're going to ask Andrew Billen, TV critic of The Times, how the Question Time worked out as a TV programme. Well, put it this way, it got them loads of coverage. It never gets coverage, question time. It got loads of coverage, front page of every paper. In fact, they're going to be talking about it all the way through. Greg Dyke, Kelvin McKenzie, and, uh, and why are there so many unmanned roadworks in the capital with Culver Ranger? I think he lives on the programme, actually, Culver. It's about the tenth time, I think, at the moment. And it's true, there are loads and loads of roadworks, and nobody's working on them. I mean, I don't, I don't mind, but can we please get out there and start working on the blooming things? It's driving me mad at the I'm moment. I'm replacing all the water pipes. I couldn't care less. They keep shoving up a sign going, you know, London had Victorian pipes and we're replacing... Well, don't tell us about it. Get on with it. Just do it. Yeah. Ridiculous. There's a job being advertised in the paper today, in fact, uh, and it's uh, a company, and they've advertised for Polish speakers only. Now, of course, this is, uh, this is totally illegal. Is it? Oh, absolutely. You cannot... Uh, it's like saying uh, English speakers only. In this particular town, where they've advertised, there are 1,500 people unemployed, and they're saying, excuse me, I don't speak Polish. Mm-hmm. You know, this is England. You know, you apply for a job, you speak English. But obviously they want Polish people, because they're cheaper. Well, can they, they can't say that you must speak Well, it's Polish, being, being they? taken to court. They're, they, well, the, the, the job is they want people to work in a factory. But they've said Polish speakers. And so the, the local people have said, this isn't right, so it's being investigated now, saying, well, I think, actually, it's like advertising, sort of, you know, uh, factory workers required to pack things, uh, English-speaking only. Well, that would discriminate against them. You can't discriminate against but people. But if you're packing in a factory, you don't need to speak, do you? Well, you would do. Somebody's going to need to speak to you and say, listen, can you pack them properly? OK? <laughs> pack them properly. You know, it's, you've got to, got to be able to converse with people. <laughs> but if you're saying Polish only... That's... You can't that's, do that. You can't do that. That's it illegal. Be- Different if it was a something that was 
purely for Polish people, like, you know, someone working in a Polish tourist board or something like that. That's a different thing. When you, you, must, you must speak Polish as well. Yes. I bet there's lots of English people who speak fluent Polish. Are there? There must be. Well, I don't know any. Well, of course there must be. Well, who? Name three. I don't know any. Well, there you go, then. You can't name three. There's 71 million of us, and you don't know three. All right, name two. Helena. Well, her Polish isn't that good. Well, I bet she she can. She can swear. But that's all people do, isn't it? My hairdresser. She can swear in every language. He's actually Polish, and he teaches me all the rude words. Why is it we want to learn the rude words? But does he speak Polish? He's Polish. Yeah. Oh, he really is Polish. But he's, he was well, born he in England? he's Polish. No, was no, he's born in Poland. Oh, right. See? He's a, yeah. Well, he's a hairdresser. Make it, sorry? He's a hairdresser. Is he? What did you say Unbelievable. Does? does he decorate trees? <laughs> well, who said that? Does he, he have dog food is and a daughter? <laughs> <laughs> it's speaking like this got me drummed out the brownies. <laughs> yeah. There was no chance that I was going to be going dib, 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 I'm afraid. Steve Sheep are like little land clouds, says Catherine who quite clearly is on the Wincarnas <laughs> this morning and hasn't sunk in. I agree. It's a lovely, lovely description of them. Yes. Land, land clouds. Land clouds. And there is a pattern emerging with Piers Morgan. Piers Morgan's little life story programme. Oh, yes. Uh, to Sharon Osbourne. What did you think of Ozzy when you first met him? To Ulrika Johnson. What did you think of Sven when you first met him? To Sheila Hancock. What did you think when you met John Thor for the first time? And to Boris Becker. What did you think the first time you met Barbara Feltus? It's, a pattern is emerging here. And my, my, my question to Piers Morgan is, what did people think when they ever gave you a job on television? <laughs> you know, next you'll be going, wow, like Fern, wow. who apparently is just... I mean, you have to, you have to watch this maybe, thing. Maybe it'll be when Piers meet, met Fern next. It won't be a very intelligent conversation. What was I mean, Boris perhaps... Sorry? Did you see the Boris Becker? No, I'm not interested. I did do it. But yeah, they've got uh, Kathleen Jenkins this weekend. Well, I love Catherine. I mean, she's a close yeah. personal friend of mine, and, and she's very beautiful. Although, strangely enough, her boyfriend, who is the ex-Blue Peter presenter, is doing an advert on the television. I've never seen a Blue Peter presenter doing an advert on the television. He's doing it for, for Holland and What's It? And I'm thinking, but... Gethin, yeah, Gethin, Gethin Jones. yeah. Do you imagine? I mean, when you're in Blue Peter, you're not allowed to do anything like that. No, 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 no. The moment he's out, he's doing that, and they've, they've hooked up together. Mm. But she, she's, she's quite beautiful. But I'm afraid, I, again, I got very angry yesterday, I turned on Countdown with the ghastly, that ghastly woman who sings, Leslie, Leslie Garrett, Garrett, and she's on all week, and again, <sighs> I turned on. I mean, it must be Sod's Law, must it? You turn on, and just as I turn on, oh, yeah, I thought, shut up, shut up. You dreadful show-off. Honestly, she really is ghastly. Small wonder she's not blooming worse. She lives near me in my... Enough, enough already. Enough. LBC 97.3. Let me get Nick Ferrari after the news at seven. Uh, Nick will be speaking to the TV critics to find out whether the programme lived up to the hype. Uh, To be honest with you, it doesn't really make any difference now. The programme has been out. It's got coverage in every single paper. Everybody's talking about it. And, uh, and you'll make up your own mind. But I bet you anything, at the end of having watched it, as I said at the beginning of the programme, there'll be certain people watching this going, I think I'll vote for him. That's how it works. You, oh, it doesn't, you could have somebody sitting there from the Ku Klux Klan and somebody somewhere would go, I'll vote for them. Yeah, there's always someone, isn't there? Anyway, racing. All right. See how you did yesterday, Mr Schofield. Right. Although, and I have here on offer for you, if you did well... A mince pie with Ooh, 12-year-old Glenfiddich we, whiskey in it. We like those, don't we? We can tempt you with that. I could attach one of those on the end of a pole with a piece of string <laughs> and we could lead you around the newsroom. Perhaps you should try that with the horses that are all <laughs> Yes. In fact, it would have been better if you tried it with yesterday's nag because, unfortunately, oh. no mince pie for you today. Oh, that's it harsh. came in fifth. Oh, dear. So you lost two pounds... No, it's more importantly, I lost a mince pie. You lost a mince... Exactly. Far more important than mince pie. £73.46 in the, uh, in the hock to me. 
However, for Alex, it was a winner. Oh, dear. The tote returns £7.80, the profit £5.80. His total loss is now £13.82. So he's oh, doing quite well. Not a good day. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not bad for him, actually. He's sort of, he's up a bit. Down a bit. Up a bit, down a bit. I'm down a bit, down a bit. you're down a bit, down a bit. <laughs> <laughs> so let's hopefully try and pull ourselves back together for Friday's Shot in the Dark. He's off to Doncaster, the 115 Oriental Cat. Uh, they also go at Air, Fakenham and Wolverhampton. I'm going with the 345 at Fakenham. Busker Royal. Busker Royal. Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah, mm. like the sound of that. It's, it's kind of regal sounding. Mm. Kind of re- Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's as long as it, it wins... That's all we care about. It is a Friday, and, and you always think I do better on yeah, Fridays. Yeah, you do do better on Friday, actually. You, you, there's something about you on a Friday. There's an air about you. It sort of it just says, winner, winner. Mm. And I like that idea. Well, we'll find out Monday. I suppose we will, won't we? Have a, have a nice weekend. <laughs> and you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Matthew Schofield there. So, uh, fingers crossed that we have uh, a winner. Katrina says, uh, Ali Ross says, Fern Con said, wow, 57 times. <laughs> She's got another very annoying fr- That's all she said was wow. Like, she'd never seen a wardrobe. Wow. She'd never seen clothes. She'd never seen a door with a camera <laughs> to one side. In fact, she'd actually never seen anything at all. And I'd never seen anything so appallingly bad. Apparently, the executive producer tells us it took two, two years in the making. Two years? Comes out to pick her up off the floor <laughs> so she could actually string two words together. It was appalling. She is, she is the most... Inarticulate presenter I've ever seen. Why would she? T- why would that program take two hours? Two, two years. years to why make? would it take? That I don't long? know. It's a bit like working on any show that Ian writes on, because Ian writes a bit, you know, like like thick and like takes forever. What and then surprisingly, the... I was reading. What was I reading the other day about? Oh yes, Robbie Williams in his latest show because he's nominated for a Brit Award and he's going to be given a lifetime achievement. And didn't he do the Roundhouse? He did the Roundhouse. Yes, yes. he was good apparently. Reading Auto Q. Everything was scripted, even his little so-called off-the-cuff remark to, uh, to Gary Barlow. He said, I've got a new best friend, Gary Barlow. I thought, that's what you think. <laughs> it's good enough for Barbara Streisand. <laughs> Absolutely. She, she uses also Q. Yeah. Frank Sinatra did. The difference is, Frank Sinatra can sing, Robbie Williams can't. Or dance. Oh, I think... Or anything. You're very cruel about Robbie. No, I just like to be honest. I'm no, not like Gordon Smart, who needs to, to toady up to these people, otherwise he hasn't got a column. But, uh, no, no, no. And so did you think Cheryl was good on The X Factor? No. Well, no. Absolutely appalling. Oh, well, I agree with you. Everyone appalling. says to me, leave her alone, leave her alone. And I went, well, actually, if she had been a contestant in that show... She'd have been kicked out. That had said, oh, yeah. that was out of tune. The dancing was good. There yeah, was a lot dancing, of dancing. It was a, it was a bit like, I've seen better in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. There were 150 people behind her. Yeah. Unless and it was done Unfortunately, they were there to make her look good. And, of course, they didn't. They just showed her up for, for the amateur that she is. I thought her dancing was good. Oh, so, listen, we can all stand there and do, look, falling down a bit up. And then, st- and then and wear a peak cap. Yeah. I mean, I thought she looked a little bit like the lost one from the village people. <laughs> That's what I thought she looked. And also, I'd seen it before with Janet Jackson. There was nothing new about putting a peaked cap on. It no. was all a bit naff, I'm the afraid. The thing is, I don't like the song. No. Well, the song's very all the catchy. critics have said the same. Whereas I know it's selling, but it sells to 12 and 13-year-olds. And also, the 40 million audience on that programme yeah. that night, of course it's going to sell. If everyone bought one copy, that's Well, that's why the, 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 the X Factor has become the free advert yeah. for any of Simon's acts and Louis's acts, because this week you've got Westlife and you've got Michael Bublé singing. Love Michael Bublé. Who apparently, is a, he's on the show. Why is he on the show? Apart from that, his, his new single's actually very good. I like Michael Bublé. Mm. It's because he said he's going to buy 20 copies of Susan Boyle's album. Now, of course, they're going to want loads of publicity for Susan Boyle, so you bet your bottom dollar she'll be appearing. Boyzone will be appearing to flog their new album. JLS are on next JLS, weekend. JLS, 
That Aston. Is he the camp one on there who keeps lifting his top up and showing us his stump? What is it with these people who want to keep showing you their bodies? Because their bodies are great. I don't go out, as you know, to do I'm an appearance so glad. and lift up my shirt and go, what do you reckon to that? Eh? That's because you'd be arrested <laughs> for, for yes. upsetting old ladies. The fashion police would... I mean, I know where, where Cheryl Cole is today. Where is she? I can't tell you. Is she out with Ashley? She's having lunch with a friend of mine. Ashley? I can't tell you. Really? But she's having if lunch with a friend of mine. If you tell me, will you have to kill me? I can't tell you. If you tell me, though, will you have to kill me? Uh I still can't tell you. Uh, but there is the, the, the glimpse. There's all the girls who cling onto the wall of the X Factor house. Oh, yes, up in Golders Green. Up in Golders Green. And, of course, all the little lads around there have gone out with their mummy and daddy's blessing and they're selling them drinks and sweets on trays. <laughs> which is fantastic. But they've got the girls. Now, they are a certain sort of girl who goes out and writes a sign. They're generally 12, 13. And yeah. they go, yeah, twins, we love you, love you. OK, you've been kicked out. Let's go for somebody. Stacey, we love you. Love, they're very fickle. They'll go for anybody. And so all these poor people come out of the X Factor house and have their pictures taken with a lot of people who look like they need a good wash. And, uh, and then they all kiss them and everything. Oh, yeah, it's great, because I'm a big star, aren't I? No, dear, you'll be kicked out of the programme very shortly. That's the last we'll ever hear of you. Like last week. Who, who was the one kicked out last week? Uh, Ricky went out last yeah, week. Yeah, Ricky went out Little last Ricky. week. We've got because, Ricky tomorrow night. Because he can't sing. Oh, he can't. No, he Jeremy, bad. if you're listening, I'm, you know, I'm being very kind, <laughs> and I know it's very good for heaven and all the rest of it, but frankly, I watched him attempting to sing. He cannot sing. If he, this man could sing, he'd have been in shows, he'd have been in everything else. They're not in shows. No, I will tell you. I will listen very carefully tomorrow yeah. evening when the boy sings tell me if he sings loud. live. I'll tell you if he sings that. He'll be on before Catherine Jenkins tomorrow night. Right. And then I will text... An odd combination. I know, what a very odd combination. <laughs> Strange. But that, um, I will text you on Sunday and I'll say, good or bad? It'll yeah. be as simple as that. Yeah. Give the boy a chance. Simples. Give the chance. It's interesting about that because uh, the, apparently Prince Philip is a bit of... He's not appearing as well, is he? No, no, oh, he's no. not. You met your Christmas Who said? Forest. Yes, it says. It was in last night's column. Yeah, it's in today's Independent, actually. And uh, he's uh, he's always said uh, that he likes cookery programmes, Prince Philip. But this time he's um, he's obviously really really likes X Factor because Ridian appears at Buckingham Palace last night, at Windsor Palace, Windsor Castle last night. Ridian for a private performance. Oh, it's, a, it's joke. a joke. Let's hope the windows were double glazed. Yeah, but if he likes it, they nipped in to see Warhorse the other day, didn't they? Yeah. Well, when when they say they nipped in, well, they did nip in. Yeah, there's but they no raw box there. No, don't but play. You've got to sit with the audience. Oh, I had the Queen Mother sitting in front of me. Yeah, but on your lap. Dreadful whiff of pear drops that day and, uh, and, and mothballs. Uh, Vanessa says, I'd happily slap Leslie Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> she means well. <laughs> yes. She does mean well. It's just that she's a show-off. She's a show-off. And, it, you yes. know, we don't want to hear you singing. Shut up and try and be intelligent. The trouble is, most people think you're an idiot and a bore. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> stop yeah. singing, for goodness sake. No, we, d we wouldn't condone slapping. If there's another woman doing it, that's fine, I think. I think that's OK. Oh, we'd never <laughs> slap anybody. I don't think they mean it seriously, but there's just people sort of go, oh, I could slap that woman. Yes. It's like, when I say I could hold a face down in a puddle, <laughs> I mean I could hold her face down in a puddle. Not All a very deep puddle, though. No, not a very deep... Just anything to stop her singing. Just stop <laughs> singing. You could just put a cork in her mouth. Derek! 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 Who's Derek? Derek. That's the name that all the girls are shouting at the X Factor house. Derek! Who is he? I don't know. He's the bodyguard up there. Oh, is he? They're so <laughs> desperate, they'll they'll talk to anybody. Wow. D yeah, wow. Derek, the bodyguard. Derek's wow. there. Wow. Fantastic. Yeah, but talking of people singing, there's an article today in the newspaper, and although you want to shut Leslie Garrett up... I just... I don't want... No, I don't want to shut her up. Sing on stage, don't sing for free. Yeah. People will always get you to sing for free. But and she sings when she talks. I know, and it's a bit naff. She comes on and goes, oh, do you think, oh, shut up. She probably thinks she's being terribly clever, but frankly, she's an irritant and a bore. 
But I tell you who we do want to sing again, don't we? Julie Andrews. The Hills are alive with. You know why? And they're doing a thing. Yes, they've invented a gel, they a reckon, gel. which will put her nodules back. Yes, and they're, going, they're already doing tests with make her. make me sing better. And it's absolutely wonderful. She's 74 now. She's 74. Is she? I know. Don't tell me about this. Unbelievable. I just can't imagine people being that age. Well, well, I can, but, but it's somebody... Julie Andrews. She doesn't look at... She looks marvellous, Julie. There's a lovely picture of her in the paper. This is in I space. I hate this um, ageing process. The Guardian today. I'm sure it's in the other. Yeah. And it will be on all the Telegraph and everything. But it, wouldn't it be wonderful just to hear her sing again? Because she's got quite a deep voice, hasn't she? Been Remember her in Victor Victoria? Yes. She sang, you know, very, very deeply. Mm. When she was trying to be... A, that was a bit peculiar. A that was a, a woman pretending to be a man... Pretending to be a woman no. being a man. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> as a woman pretending to be a man who was pretending to be a woman. That's right, yes. Because he was a drag queen. It was drag, wasn't yes. it? Yes. But she had to be a man to do drag. Right. But she was a woman. Gosh. Who pretended to be a man. Very confusing. Very clever. Like the film. News at 10s are dropping the bongs. Oh, are they? They're dropping the bongs. It's been synonymous. You know, they go, bong, bong, which is okay. They're actually going to drop it. <laughs> and um, and they've said now they didn't want the news to be too <laughs> London-centric. So there we are. It's our new word for today. 16 to 7. This is LBC 10. LBC 97.3. 10 to 7, Nick Ferrari this morning at 7. Ken's doing the papers. And they'll be looking back to question time. And if you missed it, you can hear all the uh, clips as well. Plus, they'll be decided, did it work as a television programme? To be honest with you, I think that half of the panel didn't work as well because they knew the pressure was on, because they knew every single person would be watching it. And that's why half the right questions didn't get asked. Half the questions didn't get answered. And, uh, and I, I don't think that the programme worked at all. You know, it, it could have been better, but there was so much controversy surrounding it anyway. You were never going to get a really good... You, were, you knew that you were going to get barracking from the audience. You yep. knew that some of the people in the audience were placed there. And, uh, and the demonstration outside, which appeared to be sort of a lot of people, again, attacking the police for doing their job. I mean, it's, you know, it's just, it doesn't serve any purpose at all. And they were only there to keep the peace, the police. All they were doing, they were just trying to stop people. The trouble is, television centre is quite open, really. Mm, it is. It's, it's, it, it's not sort of, you know... There it was isn't... a scene, though, where they were dragging someone along by their rucksack. Yes, because they'd actually... Well, they, all these people, to me, or many of them, inside, look like professional demonstrators. They look like people well, who are. just... So, so, somebody says, oh, there's a demo going on, and they turn up. Of course they do. Because they don't look like they really understand what it is. They appear to be people who are just against the police. They're always there. So it's like the, the, all the, um, the things that happened in the city, you know? Yes. All those people, they are professional people. The people that go on top of... How do they get up there in Parliament? But somebody asked them that. I wouldn't want to sit on a roof. I felt queasy even looking at them. On, on this, on, on LBC, actually, there was someone was interviewing one of the people up there. Said, "How exactly did you get up there?" She said, "Actually, it was quite easy. Ladders, yeah. She said, Jump over here. You put a ladder up, and you're there." Oh, don't! I feel, feel ill looking and even thinking about it. <laughs> don't forget my, uh, my how low today. It's uh, it's a fantastic Dell laptop. You've only got eight minutes. Eight minutes. Now remember, fewest winning bids end in a three or a seven. A lot of winning bids are even numbers. The majority are even numbers. Are yes. Can't tell you any more, because I don't know, but that's it. So if you, if you look back at all the prices that people have paid for things, they're even numbers, many of them. Oh. And the fewest winning bids have got a three or a seven on the back of them. So if you were thinking of sort of putting 33 pence, you know, it might happen, but the odds are stacked against you a little bit. So it's a Dell laptop. 160 gigabytes of hard drive, Windows Vista, wireless connectivity. Lowest unique bid will win, and the winner will be contacted in about 10 minutes' time. So, you text LBC, then your bid in pence, and send that to 88821. 
So, LBC, your bid in pence, and send that to treble eight two one. Competition ends at 7am this morning. Must be over 16. Entries are limited. £1.50 plus your standard network rate. See lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. And you must go to the website anyway and have a, have a quick look at all the, uh, the pictures. The pictures um, are good. The pictures are very good at the moment. Some really good pictures. He's put some, some really, really good stuff on there. They've just cancelled a court case. This is uh, Philip Lang. Cast your mind back. Philip Lang Philip is... Lang. If I give you a clue, he's a student, and he did not, something that outraged the country. The, the, pee, the, the pop is. Yes, the pop that is. One, that was last Friday. Yes. yes. Well, for his own safety, they've uh, decided to, uh, to suspend the case just for a little bit. And uh, because everybody hates this man, the one thing you don't do... I mean, for this way, urinating in public, we know, goes on, because you see it every minute of the day. Even in daylight, I see people doing it. Mm. I mean, it's just appalling. Oh, it all the time, but yeah. you don't do it over poppies, and that's why he is one of the most hated people in the country. Next to, of course, Nick Griffin, after his appearance <laughs> last <laughs> night on uh, <laughs> But then he may have been beforehand. Yes. You didn't bid for the frozen fruit pies, did you, on eBay? No. No, a million came up for sale. A million frozen fruit pies? A million. A million. There's a company who uh, who sold these on. 55 people made the bids. They were going to Asda. Mm-hmm. The sell-by date's a year away. Okay. And they had a million. Went for £124,000. £124,100. Right. And what are they going to do with them? Sell them? Sell them, I suppose. A million pies. Well, they must have shops. 13,000 cases weighing wow. six, 76 tonnes. Unbelievable. What you do with them, I've got no idea. I wonder idea. if they deliver. <laughs> Whoever they bought well, them from. Well, they're, they're in cold storage. Incredible. Where do you sell these onto? Because the moment they come out of cold storage, they're going to start defrosting. Somebody's going to be stuck with a, a million pies. But they must be in a refrigerated lorry to be ready to be delivered. Well, they have to be collected from Warwickshire. Do they? Yeah. Goodness, so you'd have to go up there with a fleet of vans. I would... Because yeah, you've got to distribute them. There's no point in keeping them all in one place. But pack. you don't want them to start defrosting, do you? But you don't want to bring a million pies into London, do you? No. In fact, there's a, there's a story today in The Telegraph... Uh, a school that banned football in the playground for safety reasons has angered uh, the parents of the children even more so because now, because they have a healthy eating status at the school, children will not be allowed to celebrate birthdays by taking in cakes or sweets to share with their classmates. So mm. they've gone quite mad, haven't they? Well, it's, it's all political correctness. But it's ridiculous. Uh, They've stopped pay- kids. I know, you can't football, do anything now. And you can't bring a birthday cake in no. to share with your no. classmates because it's not right. Who's supposed to bring in a fresh apple off the tree? <laughs> well, not quite the e- same. even that you wouldn't be allowed to now because it's probably got pesticides on <laughs> yes, it or something like that. It's not organic. Stephen Gately could top the charts. Oh, good. Apparently, oh, as luck would have it, mm. he recorded a song. They all recorded songs for this new album coming out for Mother's Day. Right. And, um,. Louis Walsh has revealed that he could top the charts one last time. He had put the vocals for the new Boyzone track. The song written by Mika mm-hmm. uh, is a certain hit if Boyzone can bear to have it released. Of course they'll have it released. Well, of course they will. There's a tribute to Stephen they'll yes. have it released. He's Ridiculous like, to say otherwise. It's like saying that Michael Jackson's family are not yeah. releasing this new film that's about to come yeah. out, isn't it? Yes, exactly. Of course they want it. Of course they'll bring it. You know, there was a piece in the paper the other day, and I was, I was, I was angry that I forgot to do it. And it was a council leader married, two children, downloading porn to his computer in mm. the office, and, and because he said he wouldn't do it again, they went, we're not going to take any further action. That's a council leader. That's disgraceful. And I remember thinking, he's downloaded porn, and he's got two children. Luckily, he was named and shamed. And you think, and because he said to them, I'm not going to do it again, they went, oh, that's OK, we won't bother with that again, then. 
Well, <laughs> but, uh, but shouldn't he, he shouldn't be using their computer. That computer well, is not his. Absolutely. It's a working computer. Absolutely. It's provided by the company to perform your job. Yes. Not to be, like, you should, actually, you're not even supposed to send a personal email from a, a works computer. No. Because it's actually wrong. It's, it's not right. It's not correct procedure. You can be fired for it. Ridiculous. Oh, good news. Uh, Sarah Jane Smith, a father of one who used to be known as Private W.E. Smith, a man, squaddy, had a yeah. sex change, and has now got some new bazookas. And, uh, and apparently she got new bazookas because she says it, she was, uh, her, her real breast damaged her psychologically. But she did quit the force in 1985, so now she's got new ones and she's very happy, which good is good her. news. Uh, the Cheryl song is, is a Kellis song, says oh. Maureen Durham. I'd heard this before, that was the Cheryl Cole song. What does that mean, Kellis? That it, was, it, wrote was, it? it already it topped the charts in America some years ago. Oh, did it? So it's a remake, so she's just, it's, it's not even a song written just for her. No. Well, they said it sounded very similar, but, I mean, so did so many things. Listen, that's it this morning. Don't forget, you've got uh, two minutes to get your bids in quick for the laptop. Quick, 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 quick. Very quickly. And, um, and then you can, uh, hopefully, it'll be you that gets the phone call after seven o'clock this morning. John, thank you very much indeed. My pleasure. Uh, I hope you enjoy the rest of your Friday. going to be a lot to talk about last night coming up after the news, which is coming up next. I'm back with you. Don't forget, Graham Cole, my special guest in conversation Sunday morning between seven and eight. I'm back for breakfast on Sunday. Nick's with you after the news, which is next, LBC. Rediscover the 